welcome to the coolest kids. I am one of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, and your other host. I am one of your other hosts, Brock Wilbur. Okay, walked over you a little bit on that one, but I, I, we I did. did it. I didn't pretend to be you this week. We're back in the swing of things. That's a, that is a weird sentence. I didn't pretend to be you this week. Which also, like, very appropriately sounds like a uh, like a American football song. God, it really does, doesn't <laughs> it? I was trying to figure out the right band. I think you're right. And that song has no lyrics. <laughs> That's one of those instrumentals where the title says it all. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to be covering an album that I really like that I don't think anybody else knows about. Uh, and it's the Human Flight Committee's Oh, When the Animals... Oh, what is it? Oh, how the, how the animals, animals do things. Uh, I'm not going to cut this out either. I'm just going to let this... Nor should you. Messing up. Because it's... Fuck. Oh, When the Animals Unionize. That is that is the name of the album. I keep thinking it has... I'm missing... Uh, missing a word in there. And I just don't realize it. But... That that's okay because all week when you've said "Oh, when the animals unionize," when I've asked you repeatedly what the album is, every time I thought the "O" oh was you recalling the name of the album. <laughs> oh, uh, when the animals unionize. <laughs> I was going to mention that when I when I finally sat down to really listen to it today, I was like, you know what? You got me a couple of times with that. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think of this album? Oh my god, I liked it so much. Uh, it is. I think I made the note that a couple of times I was trying to peg a genre on something. And finally, the genre I pegged was 2008, yeah. just the year as yeah. a genre, because uh, there's there's discordant rock. There's there, there's that sort of thing that like was very 2008 was the year that every band, no matter their genre, tried to do a song about grinding on somebody on the old dance floor. <laughs> uh, and that inclu- included like the heavy metal or sort of like new metal bands like Seether and stuff. And that band just kept following that forever, which I'll, I'll never forgive anyone for. Uh, this one, like the second half of the album, there's songs where all of a sudden, like the, the voice is auto-tuned and it's like, do you want to dance? And it's like, where is this coming from? Also, I like it. Right. This is good. Yeah. Uh, like it, it makes sense in what they're doing. Like they already had sort of a jangly thing happening. So making the leap into like every third or fourth song is is sort of more fun in that way. I was like, oh right. yeah, an emo album that balances this out uh, really works for me. Yeah, it, uh, I was trying to find, like, if I was going to describe this band to somebody, I would uh, I would think that it would be somewhere between At The Drive-In and Minus The Bear. The, uh, cool, because uh, Minus The Bear has never worked for me because it went a little too far jammy slash dancey for mm-hmm. some reason for me to ever really like it and this feels like that perfect in-between point like uh there's still like the you're you're right there is still that sort of jagged like you know where the brakes come right kind of thing uh and but then it never gets too fucking heavy which when like when the word unionize was in the album title i was like <laughs> here we go dsa album uh let's just make it real heavy and uh I, I appreciated how thorough, like, I don't think we've listened to an album that while being this inconsistent sort of musically is this consistent, like emotionally. Yeah. Like there was no out of nowhere, just like, and then I murder the King. And I'm, okay. You know what? That's on us. Cause we listened to a bunch of concept albums in a row there. Uh, but like, I don't know the, maybe it's, maybe it's just the track we've been on. It's been a while since we've just had an album. That was like, this was fun from start to finish. 
it, it it rocked and it was interesting and it, it it did different things in some of the songs and it also uh, did the stupid fucking thing that I used to do on albums, which was to pad it out, but with like three tracks of like intro stuff. Although the the oh the beginning, the first track, I really love, and I made the note. Um, it sounds like a video game uh, pause screen mm-hmm. music or intro mm-hmm. music, but not in that way that it's like eight bit or something, or, or even that it sounds like of the quality of like a PS2 game. Right. It just sort of has the musicianship of what that was. I was like. Oh, this is kind of fun. And then there's like a, a bear roaring <laughs> somewhere in the distance. And you're just like, all right, this is, I know that this is not what the rest of the album is, but it's setting it up and it's fun. And it's not, you can, I feel like we could do an entire episode at some point on like intro tracks mm-hmm. for albums, which, cause either it goes the limp biscuit route of like, oh shit, you ready for this? Grab your dicks y'all. <laughs> uh, or it does something that like is like orchestral, which I think we've had on a lot of albums here, including like the deer hunter and stuff where it's like, what if this was just the thing that sounds like we're going to have an orchestra and then we don't. Uh, and this was just like the band sort of ramping up. And once again, uh, this album, I think, uh, touches on that dredge thing, uh, that at some point we're going to have to listen right. to a dredge album. I was really surprised by how many of the songs they do that sort of, uh, using the sort of 11th, uh, harmony that only like monks use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and there's a few songs that really, really rely heavily on that. And I was like, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the dancey stuff coming. Yeah. The the synthesizer lies in wait until like four songs in. And then all of a sudden it's like, fuck you. Here's a synth. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, there we are. Uh, I, I guess I'll I go know. on this it, journey it keeps with you, you on your feet. Yeah. It's fun and interesting. How did you find this? Because I couldn't even, there's not even like a, a normally, uh, for this show, I pull up like the genius lyric. Yeah, pages. there's nothing. I there. never read the annotations, but I always read the lyrics there. There's not even a genius page for this album. Like, right. I I had a hard time finding it, and I finally found it on their Bandcamp page, where their self-written bio is slightly ahead of time or lost to the pages of history. And I was like, that's a pretty good summary of what I think I've stumbled into here. <laughs> like this this album sounds like something I would have really loved and would have spent like the last decade explaining to people like. Oh, like I saw them once in New Hampshire, right. which is apparently the only place you could see them. Yeah, uh, and now they're I don't gone. like my brother has like the physical copy of the CD. I have no idea like how he found them. I think he might have saw them like on like some random tour or something. But other than that, they did a, they did a reunion show earlier this year after it being disbanded for a very long time, and they did a little Facebook post about like how. It was just all their friends and family and stuff all in a room together, all shouting along to the words in a very small venue. And I was like, (laughs) "Okay, you know what? That sounds incredible. You know what? If if I was done with my band for like seven years and and we didn't want to play anymore, but we did one more show and it was at the local VFW and just all my dad's friends came out and knew all the words (laughs) to the songs like that sounds incredible. What a what a wonderful end to a very small band. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where, where that's like my brother was just listening to it one day, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to this too, and then it's just, I don't know, stuck with me for years because it's, it sounds like something that would have been way more popular than it is, but it's not, like, the the only track on here that I'm fairly certain I've heard elsewhere was uh, the shortest mm-hmm. distance, uh, and I, I I could only realize that. Oh uh, no! It was uh, the five second saga mm-hmm. because there's that little talky part where he goes, where he goes, and now yeah. we dance. And I was like, I, I've definitely heard that before. It was definitely on a compilation or something. I was like, right. what a weird two second thing to remember. Uh, I would not. I, I don't know if I would have ever been able to find this band again. Right? Yeah, I don't. Hmm. 
Yeah, I like. I really like this band, and they never made anything ever again. And I've like tried to find what the members of the band are doing, and there's like nothing. Like, did they go on to make other music, or did they just fade into? It, it looks like they just all took office jobs, and that's fine. <laughs> and I really like finding bands like this. It's like it's like history was just like. Maybe they never existed. Maybe these aren't real guys. <laughs> maybe they're uh maybe maybe they came from another planet and made this album and then left. Uh, so I've I missed some recording, uh, but we were just talking about the band and found out that there is nothing like we can't find anything about the band. And I go to Pure Volume. And it's like, hey, Pure Volume is shutting down, and we're gonna make a new one. And we're both like, who asked for that? That's <laughs> like I I don't know anybody who still uses Pure Volume in any capacity like why are you storing music on pure volume like there's itunes and google music and hard drives (laughs) like you could you could just get a hard drive now to do that even a hard drive is such an educated concept like i spent so much time over the last 10 years 15 years transferring things from one hard drive to another as I moved computers. And now for $8 a month, Apple music just has everything that I ever had there. And like, I spent time like uh, redoing the tags on every MP3 to make sure everything was in the right order. I was like, I lost a year of my life to stealing music, which is fair. You know what? That is the punishment (laughs) fitting the crime. Yeah. I remember uh, spending time editing meta tags in in uh what was yes. that music program something monkey something yes mm-hmm. yes absolutely monkey music pro program i'm gonna media I media monkey. To know what results come up for that it is still around media and you can monkey. download it and use it on your computer this seems like like music uh <laughs> music programs like outside of like on your phone and not iTunes feel so antiquated in a way because oh, sure. it's like <laughs> I don't know anybody um, imagine it, it's 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 on par at this point with what physical right. media was it's just like do you wait do, do you store stuff right like locally we have <laughs> we have the fucking cloud man <laughs> I remember like the uh, a rush of fear uh, through my body when Apple Music was like, "We will scan your iTunes and any songs that you have in your iTunes, we will just duplicate them in the cloud, and then you can access them anywhere." I was like, "No, but these are very specific files that I've kept." And like I was like, "Oh, they're going to get rid of all these B sides or live shows that'll never fucking listen to." Uh, but like I realized that I was being defensive about like. 311 albums that I uh, originally like ripped at like 
98 kbps or something just like right. an unlistenable rate because it right. was in 2001 and it's like all right so like i have an i've i've built an empire here of unlistenable unusable unnavigatable <laughs> music uh sure i i I have the hard drive and it is in my bedroom right now. And I look at it uh, with some frequency and just just, go like, not today. Like there's someday I'll go through it and find the things that matter to me. Uh, It's just, it's just glowing with like red energy. Like when you look over to it, it's just like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey Brock, come lose a weekend in this. And then remember that in like a year that it is equally pointless. (laughs) Yeah. I once spent a year going through my entire music collection to see, like, do I still want to listen to this? Do it like I went alphabetically, like from the, like whatever the first band is to whatever the last band is, and just like deleting stuff that I didn't listen to. This was also like eight years ago, so I find it genu- genuinely upsetting, like how much of your life you have spent doing this sort of like very specific <laughs> self care. You're like, you know what? Anything that doesn't bring me joy is is gone it's like I, I have a friend who has a policy about cleaning out her place where it's like uh if there's anything in my place that if i look at three times in a row and three times in a row it does not bring me joy yeah. i get rid of it and i was just like i don't know how to work <laughs> that way man like that's my tv doesn't bring me joy sometimes <laughs> when i look at it because i'm 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 mad about what it is a gateway to. Like it's just these rules. Don't <laughs> yeah, I don't work. <laughs> I don't know when it started. Uh, I mean, it's probably since I was since I was a kid. I would spend one weekend a year going through my stuff and like reorganizing and whatnot, and throwing out throwing out things. And it's just <laughs> that is so cool. I'm so proud of you. And it's and your just continued as an adult. And uh, I don't have to do that this year because I did that the end of last year, and I have like there my spring cleaning is not gonna be it wouldn't like I wouldn't be throwing away anything it would just because I already threw away like all the stuff that I like I got rid of old furniture and like re, like bought all new furniture and a new bed and stuff, uh, so I don't know spring spring cleaning digitally. I do like I have to do that every once in a while. I'm just like, why is this here? Like, if I look at something and I'm just like, why is this here? And I can't remember why this is here, then I'm just like, that it's gotta go. <laughs> That's not what I do. In my case, I'm like, well, better uh, stow that away until I remember <laughs> what it is, and then I do that for eleven years in a row until I have a non-functional item that's just taking up part of a closet. Uh, uh- I, I, listeners won't know, uh, my grandfather died a week and a half ago, uh, and I'd sort of texted Terrence through it, but my grandfather was a hoarder, which right. brings it back to what we're talking about, and just keep finding new stockpiles of things, like a, just an entire closet in his house right next to his bedroom that was nothing but envelopes and pens, like five, six layers of it, like all the same pens, all the same envelopes, and you're just like... This he put this together probably in the early '90s and right. never cleaned out this closet and it was just always here and it was important that he have <laughs> his penvelope closet uh, and that's <laughs> but like he also was a like I I think I mentioned to Terrence like I found out that he grew up you know uh, during the the crash and the desperation and stuff and like he never had a pen growing up as a kid. Uh, 
he was jealous. Like every other kid in his class had a pen or a pencil and they could write down their ideas and he could never write down his ideas. And so it's like, okay, 90 years later, I understand like why you revert to that sort of childlike wonderment, but also that need and be like, I'm going to get a bunch of pens, but also here's 1000 <laughs> pens. Uh, and that's just a lunatic amount of that thing. I was like, you know what? He should he should have had one really nice pen. That would that right. should have fixed the issue. Yeah, uh, I I did like my my dad. He doesn't throw away anything, and I'm just like like I if, like I keep telling my mom. I was like I could throw I could throw away like thirty pairs of shoes. He doesn't have that many, but I could like just I could just take something and like use it for myself, and he wouldn't notice it was gone. I tell my mom that all the time. Cause they like they have a lot of clothes and stuff, Jesus. and I'm just like y'all don't need this many clothes. I don't understand why you have this much <laughs> stuff. Like I can't. Like I'll look through. I'll go through my Twitter, like who I'm following list, and just like uh no. Like I don't. Like I don't have uh. the. I don't have the patience. I guess. Like I. I just. I can't keep stuff around. Like it's, it feels like it's on the opposite end of like wanting to keep stuff around because it's not. It's like it's almost not sure. like self care. It's almost just like a compulsion of just like get rid of it. Oh right. But maybe it is self care. I don't know. I'm not the boss of. And that's why the animals I'm not the are boss of self care. This album is. I'm not. I, you actually are. You are the boss of self care. I don't know anyone that practices it as much as you do, and it, it frustrates me. Uh, this album is really good. Uh, it's it is. It's almost like like when you get towards the end of the album and it gets more like electronic and stuff. It starts to feel like like the whole album feels like the setup of a concept album, but it's clear like it's not. Uh, and like the last track on the album feels like the like 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 a like you know those old like 80s sci-fi covers where it's just like a guy in space yelling at an alien yeah it it sort of feels like that but if it was music (laughs) like every yeah, this is this is right. right yes, like uh, like the end of it is is the the singer singing. This is not irreversible, and then like a chorus joins in with it, and then like the last track, oh the end, like fades out into this uh, like electronic sort of uh, melange of of noise, right. and uh, then it like fades out in static, and I'm just like, this. It feels like it feels like it was the end of a story where the point of it was that time could be reversed or something. Listen close. I'll tell you right. about the time I became a ghost. At, like that's the beginning of the song, but then the rest of the song, like it starts off very dancey. And then the rest of the song is not, it is at all. Like it becomes something different. And so it started like, it feels like a sci-fi movie, like something that James Gunn would cite. When he's like, I was like, yeah, I'd use this as inspiration for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And you were like, ah, okay, I've heard of that book. This this is the intangible reference <laughs> point for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, this was a reference. Was it really, Mr. Gunn? Or are you, are you just listing things that you like in that they are a reference that you enjoy? Yeah. 
yeah uh like i wish there was more of this type of thing because it like you said it's very 2008 and then never again <laughs> like uh like even even the most recent uh at the drive-in was just mars volta like it didn't it didn't do anything right that that was like this sort of weird explosion that uh relationship of command was and you don't get a lot right. of I mean, maybe there's stuff out there, but it's not like it's hard to kind of stumble upon it. Like I, this band came and went and trying to find anyone that sounds like them doesn't lead you anywhere because it's uh, like you click on pages and it's just like, yeah, they had a band camp and they have a MySpace, but like there's no bands on that MySpace and they don't even have like a, a, a genius page like. Well, hilariously, like the band camp page for this led me to uh, like an interview with a younger band uh, that uh, it seemed to think was tangentially related. And so I was listening to some of it and I was like, this is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> this is so bad. And in their interview, they referenced uh, that one of their influences was somebody named DJ uh, PayPal. Uh, huh. And so DJ PayPal has a band camp page. And DJ PayPal's album cover is just the the old buy now, now. PayPal button. I was just like, I've gone down. I, I went down two layers in this wormhole and I'm yeah, just like, like so you're just sad exhausted. So, yeah, there was no there's nothing there to recommend to me that sounded. Yeah, it's like this. Like I actually do have a band that I found via Bandcamp in like 2009 because a friend was their PR guy who does, it, they do sound a lot oh. like this. And I will send them your way. Uh-huh. They're called Egyptor. Yeah, hmm. I, I think you'll enjoy that. That does sound like a w- weird enough name. So yeah, like, like the, this album. Yeah. This uh, is good. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention after I started recording again, not that you stopped recording. I'm just an idiot. Uh, <laughs> when I went to the pure volume page, uh, there was two bands on the front page. Uh-huh. And one was Death from Above, which we have referenced a lot, and then the other was Silverstein. <laughs> we love Silverstein. I I love that we can't get through an episode without bringing them up. That's maybe they like the final episode of our podcast should be finally actually listening to a Silverstein album when we realize that they were actually God. They were the most important band in this entire scene. They they influenced everything from behind the shadows. Uh, it, they, it says, listen, the Canadian band shares another intense single from their new album. And uh, recently featured is uh, Silverstein, Death Row of 1979, P-V-R-I-S, and Green Day. Let's see, and then there's a currently listening. Uh, somebody is listening to the starting line. Uh, somebody's listening to a not a cover by Imagine Dragons, but someone covered Imagine Dragons because you know. <laughs> and then yeah. somebody's li- listening to "Got the Life" by Corn. You sounded. I've never sound, heard you sound so defeated when I said someone's listening to corn. Look, I've already <laughs> got the life. Uh, I couldn't tell you what that song sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Yes, you can. It sounds like every other it one. It sounds like corn. You know, the only... Corn sucks. Brock, would you recommend this album? Of course you would. Yeah, of course I would. It's great. Uh, there are no um, there are no standout tracks. It's kind of nice. Uh, everything is is at it, this is such yeah. a good plateau album. Uh, Fun wise, emotionally, sonically, like everything is at, at the same level. Fun and interesting from start to finish. Uh, this is one that I, I bookmarked. I'm going to come back to. Yeah, it's like it's it. like 48 it minutes long, so you're not going to be. Uh, spending your entire life listening to this even though it is like there is it's not not complicated uh but it's it's uh-huh. not so like in my tags for some reason i think i got it off their myspace it was tagged as progressive and i feel like a lot of bands that label themselves as progressive just means we're going to be here for a while so buckle in yeah. uh, but no uh like you said it there's no standout tracks but that doesn't mean it's bad it's there's no standout tracks because like it starts good and it ends good like there's no track on here where i'm just like eh, i don't want to listen to this yeah. yeah yeah there's no skip here uh brock what what do you what do you do online where this I is do it. this I'm 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 both Terrence's friend and Terrence's antagonist. Uh, you can find me at Brock Wilbur on Twitter doing both things. Uh, and me and my wife have a podcast called Missouri Loves Company, where, where uh, we'll finally start doing episodes again here very soon. Uh, I will. And uh, I will. thank you all for listening to this. We like doing this show so very episodes. much. Yeah, hire Terrence. Podcast. What the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me online at the Black Nerd. I do a podcast with my good friend Jeb Black called whatever we call it. It's uh, we used to do it recording from my bedroom, but he moved to Richmond to be a doctor. So now we <laughs> now, if you want to hear uh, someone training to be a doctor, also be an idiot online. Uh, you can hear that and. Uh, I got another podcast coming out, which I haven't recorded any episodes for, which I need to, I need to I'm do I'm excited it. for this one. Uh, I'm trying, like, I'm just like, I want, I need to have a good first episode and I need like, and I'm nervous about it. Anyway, uh, you got anything else? Okay. Uh, no, stay I'm golden, golden pony boy. Is that how that? Stay pony golden. What? <laughs> Is that how that saying goes? Stay pony, golden boy. Uh, Oh, man, that's a good shirt. Um, Anyway. (laughs) We are the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.